Association of Nurse Practitioners. I'm your host, AANP President April Kapu, and this is NP Pulse, the voice of the nurse practitioner. Welcome to NP Pulse, AANP's official podcast bringing you unique nurse practitioner voices and expertise on issues that matter to NPs and our patients. Today, we'll be hearing from several NPs as they discuss the importance of making professional connections, engaging with other NPs, developing our leadership skills, mentoring others, and building an inclusive and welcoming community for all NPs and NP students. I'd like to begin by thanking the attendees of the 2022 AANP National Conference who shared their perspectives with AANP on site in Orlando. I personally heard from many of you who were excited to renew bonds with colleagues, make new connections, and restore a small portion of the balance so many of us lost during the pandemic. Now I'm pleased to share these authentic NP voices and valuable NP perspectives with listeners of NP Pulse. Please introduce yourself and tell us a little bit more about your role as an NP. Hi, my name is Melissa Nunn and I am from New Orleans, Louisiana. So I'm a dual certified pediatric primary care acute care nurse practitioner and I practice in pediatric emergency medicine, but I also have the honor of serving as my hospital's director of advanced practice, working with all of our nurse practitioners and physician assistants. And I also get the the dual role of um, serving as program coordinator for a local school of nursing for our pediatric NP program. So educating the next generation of nurse practitioners. My name is James Sims and I am here from Eugene, Oregon. My role is, uh, a blended type role. I do primary care practice for an older adult population, but I also serve as the primary care division chief for our medical group in Oregon. My name is Erica Brunson Gillespie and I'm from the state of Michigan. Currently I'm a nurse practitioner at the University of Michigan in the neurosurgery department and uh, I help patients with uh, brain surgery, um, pain, and um, brain tumors. My name is Alyssa Nochi and I'm from New Haven, Connecticut. Uh, my role as an MP is pretty multifaceted. I do a lot of clinical practice in nephrology, primarily in an urban setting, dealing with a lot of Medicare, Medicaid patients. I also teach in a master's program um, in the same type of community. And then I also play a role in um, like executive boards for a couple different large organizations advocating for privileges and better health care for kidney patients. Take care of nephrology patients, so passionate about the kidney. I have a large variation in the number of patients I see from various um, socioeconomic status, various levels of health literacy, but primarily most of my patients are low income, low health literacy, low education, 
Um, and then I have a lot of patients who are Medicare, Medicaid, a lot of chronic, um, chronic diseases, large burdens of comorbid conditions. So it's very complicated to take care of them because there are a lot of barriers to getting things done, whether they are socioeconomic issues or if they are just comprehension issues. It really takes a lot of patience and coordination and kind of meeting the patients where they are to get to improved health outcomes for them. And then there's a lot of limited specialty referrals available for that population in the area that I'm in just due to the high volume of patients with multiple comorbid conditions and then just the limited number of providers that are available to take um, patients with suboptimal insurance. I'm Josh Hamilton and uh, home at the moment is Las Vegas, Nevada. I wear three hats currently. So my practice hat uh, kind of takes two different forms. Uh, I've been in private practice for all, almost all of that 15-year period that I mentioned before. So uh, that practice has kind of grown and, and condensed over that whole time period. So uh, currently I'm practicing completely telehealth. I've been doing that since before it was practical or necessary. And uh, so most of my patients are fairly tech, tech savvy. Uh, they have moved very easily from my traditional brick and mortar practice into sort of accessing me via Zoom and, and video compliant um, secure sort of conferencing platforms. But they're all mental health patients currently. So I do a lot with psychiatry. And then outside of my private practice, I'm also part of an internet startup that's working nationwide to take care of patients who are suffering with depression and anxiety across this country. Academically, I'll add it just because it's a big piece of what I do. Academically, I also run a graduate program uh, for a proprietary school that's based out of the Twin Cities area. So over the last two years, despite the pandemic, we've actually grown 17 different graduate options, uh, half of which are nurse practitioner options. So that's the other part of my time. You know, I think our audience would like to hear a bit more about your conference experience and learn more about why they might want to attend an AANP conference in the future, either in person or online. Yeah, I think that's a, a great question about why one would go to conference or why you would choose one way of consuming this, this experience versus another. Uh, I love that one of the, the lessons of the pandemic was this hybridization of what we're offering. Uh, to be able to say, we will meet you where you're at. It's been my mission wherever I've taught, wherever I've tried to you know, influence a patient or a family. It's sort of, where are you and can I meet your need there? So I think the organization has been really wise to say that travel dollars have constricted. Some people are of various levels of comfort when it, when it comes to coming to a big convention center. So the energy that your fellow human brings into a space and to partake of that and to think about just that empathy and that, that group and social piece that is so important, especially when we've been away from each other for so long. So don't overschedule. Know it's all here, just in terms of every reason that you would may, maybe come to a conference like this, you're going to have that need met. And then to just be flexible with yourself, whether you can take a couple days and get away to wherever the destination is, or whether you can take a couple hours and do a few sessions online. I'm glad to see that our organization is this committed to professional development and networking. It, these conferences are, are worth their weight in gold for that reason. Well, there's a broad range of educational topics, so there's something to, um, for everyone, you know, from an expert to a beginner. Um, this year, I was glad to see more leadership-type courses built into the conference-type schedule, things to help folks with understanding their why and their worth. And, uh, with resilience. And it gives me an opportunity to maybe run into somebody that I met years ago that 
I don't see on a regular basis. You know, be living on the West Coast, I might not see an East Coast colleague for, except at these events. Um, and so it's important for me. And then, of course, the trade show is always fun because, you know, you get to see there's always folks there and the opportunity to interact with folks that you might not always get to interact with and learn about new and exciting programs and products out there. So there's a whole wide range of things about the conferences. I think um, networking in general, um, to be honest, when I first became a nurse practitioner student, one of the first things I did um, after having a, a health policy class was being an MP student member. Um, I have also uh, been a NP student conference assistant here at AAMP. Um, and it was just an invitation that came out because I was a member and came uh, in the email. So I took that opportunity to network, um, find out what was available in this organization because if I'm gonna be a nurse practitioner, what does this national organization have for me? What they had was opportunities for learning, opportunities for networking, opportunities to build up on my leadership. Um, sessions like this where you're going through media training to help um, your confidence and making sure that you're speaking for the profession. And I think that um, a national organization makes sure that um, legislatively we are making the changes that we need to make um, as a whole. Um, there's a, over 100,000 nurse practitioners um, within the association of AAMP and um, you move in groups of numbers. So instead of being solo, you join a national organization like AAMP and that you are supported and they are embracing your ideas um, and make sure that you can follow through on those. And if you have anything that is going on in your state or you're here in your neighboring states um, that can be addressed, they are willing to help you and support you. I love AANP. I think they are a phenomenal organization. They bring NPs together, and what I really love is that they truly are the voice of the nurse practitioner. It's not just about continuing education coming here. It's about networking. It's about learning new things and seeing what's out there, and you never know who you're going to come across. I have met people who are faculty at other universities who are having the same struggles that I am or the same successes that I am and you can sit and talk about what it's like to teach in different sections of the country. There are people who are having similar struggles with advocating for their role as an MP within their department. There are others who have had those struggles and have succeeded in breaking down those barriers that can teach you and every single conversation you have with anybody you come across is beneficial and there's just this sense of camaraderie among this group that's here that we're all here for the same reasons. We all love what we do. We all love our patients. We all love the role of the nurse practitioner and we all wanna see this continue to grow and expand and this is really the environment where that growth happens. It is great for professional development as well as personal development. And then it's just really fun too. <laughs> It's always so interesting to hear NPs share their journey from an NP student to an NP leader. What would you recommend for someone who is interested in pursuing a leadership role? Well, I started off being mentored by the previous state rep, Elizabeth Kuzma, um, who mentored me into this role. I thought that I had um, some abilities to lead the state of Michigan as the state rep 
So she mentored me. I did all of the nomination information, went through the vetting process, and was elected in 2018. Uh, made that one of my bucket lists. I uh, had never been vetted before. Um, honestly, I look at it um, as a role model for others that inspire to be like me. I feel like if you can't see me, you can't be me. Um, as a minority um, nurse practitioner, I think it's important to be at the table so that others know that they can lead if they haven't led before. I think historically um, in nursing, we have been categorized as eating our young. And so as an experienced nurse and now nurse practitioner, I think it's important to encourage and inspire the beginning nurses, novice, novice nurses that are just starting and looking for support. So I always make myself available. Um, if I'm in coffee shops, I see nursing books out on the desk and they're studying, I start up a conversation and say, you know, what are you doing? You know, where are you headed? Give them my card, make sure they know they can contact me. I always say day or night because sometimes you need support at midnight, two in the morning while you're finishing a paper, your computer's crashing and you just need support because you think that you can't go on and you need somebody to help encourage you. So um, I like to just make myself available. I have had a couple of students that have connected with me and said, you're gonna be my mentor whether you like it or not. I'm like, no problem, I'll do it. So helping them with papers, helping them know how to network, helping them know how to navigate um, systems, making sure they're ready and prepared to do an elevator speech or making sure what they're trying to achieve, others um, are aware of it. So um, I think just the biggest thing is making yourself available, giving them the contact information, and let them know that you've been where they're at and you don't mind help supporting them. I was very fortunate that I had multiple nurse practitioner mentors while I was still practicing as a nurse. So that really helped shape my perspective of what it meant to be an NP and what I wanted to accomplish with my own personal and professional goals. And I am a firm believer in paying it forward. So all of that mentoring and just guidance that I got so early on was pivotal to who I became as a nurse practitioner. And it's so important that you continue to do that for future providers. And then even providers in the that are have been experienced, everybody, like I said, has something that they can teach. So there are providers out there who can still learn from the younger generations that are coming behind them, just like we can learn from them. And I think that's also part of the never-ending learning of NPs is that that guidance is just always needs to be there. And we've always had that saying in nursing that nurses eat their young, and that really needs to go away in order for professionals to continue to grow and expand this role. As NPs, you know, we're, we're the future of healthcare, and we really need to be kind to each other in order to continue that. And I think mentoring is that key part of getting past that eating our young and moving more towards just guiding and supporting each other as we continue to grow. Um, when it comes to mentoring, I've been lucky enough to feel like I've had multiple mentors and I've had along my, my journey, my career journey, and I've had a chance to mentor a few people. Um, and for me, I think the, the greatest thing about a mentoring relationship or where I've had the most benefit actually is you would think, oh, being mentored and learning from someone with more experience. Um, but for me, I've actually gained the most out of mentoring when I've mentored others. And it has come in a few ways of, you know, I need to make sure that I am deliberate in what I'm sharing with them 
because they are either new to the career or they're making a career change or a profession change. And so I need to be deliberate and thoughtful with what I'm sharing with them because this is really going to be important for them and can really change the trajectory of what they're doing and how they think about the profession. Um, I just, I see for our next generation, the important thing for me that, that I've learned working with them and um, instilling upon them is not just the clinical role of what we do in taking care of patients, but also the professionalism and showing them that this is a profession, it is a career, it's a lifelong journey and passion that, that they really should feel like they're getting involved with. And to know that they are crafting a role that is involving too. We haven't, you know, put nurse practitioner careers in a defined box and say you can only do this and you can only practice here. We can see that there are so many places for innovation that only nurse practitioners can go to. So I try and impress that upon them and also try and impress them upon them that they are the face and they are representing our profession. So to take that along with them and to be proud for that. I think find a mentor and I think now that we're systematizing that we're making that easier to do just because we've got more among us and people who are really looking to work in partners uh, with initiatives. I think we all sort of go through a series of seasons in our careers but I think knowing that when you come out of NP school in particular there's this sort of competitive set where you think I've got to get out there and make a mark and really protect my territory and my turf and you learn after a while that's not only really lonely territory <laughs> but it's also limiting so I think to find someone who was either a mentor for you educationally or a, a peer who was ahead of you in school or coming into an organization like AANP to find someone who's got a similar worldview who sees the world through that lens that you share. I think that's a good way to get started, to see someone who's just ahead of you or thinks like you but is maybe addressing things differently. Um, collaboration came really naturally to me. I'm a psych nurse, so I knew that I was going to probably end up prescribing meds for a lot of my career. And I really wanted to become a better therapist. So for me, seeking out someone who was doing that kind of work and, and whether I could practice under the same roof was neither here nor there, but really thinking about what could another nurse practitioner teach me or show me, what's the secret sauce that I'm lacking. Um, and a lot of that was being supportive and encouraging each other, not only to attend conferences and expand sort of what your knowledge base is to see what's really happened since you graduated school, but that's that person who also says, you know what, now's a really good time, you've made it. You should feel it in your bones that now's a good time for you to think about putting that fellowship application together. Uh, it takes your mentor and another nurse often to, to say, you know, you've, you're really doing a lot. I think you, you could go for it at this point. So mentoring and working in partners and collaborations are really important things to think about right from the minute you graduate. If you're approached about doing a, a leadership role, even if it seems like it's an insignificant role, or participating on a committee that previously didn't have nurse practitioner input, say yes. Um, that's how I got things started was, you know, they come and say, hey, we need a nurse practitioner to serve on this committee. You interest? Sure, I will be glad to do that. And then whenever uh, roles became available that needed to be filled, I was asking the question, why does it have to be X? If you want to do it, then you should pursue it. And it, what's the worst that can happen? You get told no. If you get told no, you try again next time. Uh, I, I think that's the key, is that you put yourself out there, you say, I can do this, give me a chance, and eventually you're going to find people that will listen and that you can win over that are willing to help you and support you in your cause. Know who you are and know why you do it. You know, I know who I am. 
And I know why I get up every day and I go to work. I know why I go home at the end of the day and I lay things down. Um, and that's the two most important parts to me, is knowing who you are and why you do what you do. And I think that's what we need to realize, that we all have a why as to what we do, things that we do each day, and that we do have worth. And once we realize that, then we do really well. You know, and that's one of the things whenever I'm trying to, whenever I have nurse practitioner students that come through the clinic, they might actually get a little tired of it, but I have them actually sit in on the meetings that I sit in on. Um, you know, everything's virtual right now. They just hang out in the back, but they hear the discussions. They hear the conversations between physicians, nurse practitioners, PAs, as we talk about ways to support clinicians in these more trying times, you know, to help with the feelings of burnout and make them able to, to better adapt to those things or ways to make the the system work better for everybody, you know, not just um, the patients, but for the clinicians as well. Sure. I think education for nurse practitioners never stops. So from the day you go into a program to the day you stop practicing, you are continuously learning. And one of the things that I like to encourage among everybody, whether they are providers or students or patients, is that you never stop learning. And the minute you do is when you kind of fall behind and stop doing what's best for your patients. And I'm a firm believer that everybody has something to teach and everybody has something to learn. So every single interaction, whether it's with another provider from another specialty, whether it's with a general provider, whether it's one of the physicians or the dietitians or the social workers, anybody I interact with on a daily basis, they all have something that I can learn from that encounter. And the same thing goes with every single patient experience as well. Every patient has something that they can teach me as much as I have something that they can, I, they, I can teach them. And so that never stops. And I try and instill that in my students as well, so both in the classroom setting and then I also precept students. And I feel like precepting a nurse practitioner student in that one-on-one -on -one role is one of the most important things that NPs can do to really advocate for the future of their patients because really mentor, taking the time to mentor a student one-on-one -on -one in real time just can have significant impacts on the care of patients in the future. Nurse practitioners are people who lead on a daily basis, maybe without that formal recognition. And you know, you lead in all sorts of ways. So you are leading others in this profession by continuing to do great patient care. Every time you take care of a patient and you do what's right for them, you are actually showing the entire world that NPs provide the same quality care as everyone else, if not higher quality in a lot of different ways. So that is leadership even though it's not necessarily recognized as a title. And then the more and more comfort that providers get, the more potential there is for leadership development. And you know, it's really just about having your voice and making sure your voice is heard more than anything else. But even just, just precepting is leadership because you're showing other NPs what it's like to be a professional nurse practitioner and how you care for patients and how you exist in a professional setting in a way that may not be formally recognized with a fancy title, but is just as important as having one of those chief, nur chief nursing officer titles or executive leads of organizations. There's so much that we can do just from the bottom up. Like leadership starts from the bottom and it starts from the top and everybody fits into that scale somewhere. Sure, yeah, I think that volunteerism 
we all sort of come by that naturally too. We all want to be involved, you know, in, in the word, words of the great lyricist for Hamilton, you want to be in the room when it happens, where those decisions are being made. And you learn really quickly that as a national organization, a group like AANP, that's where those decisions happen, that's where the momentum's happening legislatively, um, from a practice standpoint, from a research standpoint. So it's a natural draw, I think, for nurses always seeing if you can ease one more iron in the fire is just a natural tendency for us. So I think volunteering and knowing that that is a lot of work, but it's, it's a lot of payback, not only from a networking standpoint, but you're driving those decisions, you're being part of those dialogues. So every place that you can get involved, even if you're just sort of a fly on the wall initially, meeting people who are, are active in the organization will give you some confidence um, for people to even take a situational extrovert like myself, someone who's not often talking. I'm a psych nurse, so I listen a lot. But someone who can say, you have a lot to contribute, and here are places where you could get involved. There are ways to do that in small ways, and there are ways to do that on a bigger scale. So that was what I ended up doing. You partake for a while, and then eventually you, you offer to help. That could be joining a specialty practice group or being part of a dialogue around an issue that's evolving being attentive to what the organization is working on leads you into places where you can make a bigger impact. So I did. Um, I, I think I may be one of the only people who actually chaired a fall and summer national conference simultaneously <laughs> in terms of the development cycle. So it felt a little bit schizophrenic at times, but they're very different conferences and it was an interesting opportunity for me to leverage my networks, both within the organization and outside as a, as a subject matter expert, to make sure we had the very best programming for our members. Um, and to work with people I have known and, and come to love. I've been a member of AANP for 20 years this year. And uh, it's been interesting to watch it change. And what hasn't changed during that time are the people who all belong and the people who are really fervently committed to the mission of the organization and who are working together often as volunteers to accomplish the work of the organization. So what gets done here, the staff work very hard, the board works very hard, but I think this is a member-driven organization right down to the grassroots. And I think these conferences are a good example of that. We are building upon the efforts of people that came on the, from the past. And if we don't step into the leadership roles today and be willing to accept whatever leadership role that is brought to our attention, whether it be in the organization, be in our medical group, um, and be the example for new nurse practitioners or future nurse practitioners, then they aren't going to want to do that either. And it's, that's one of the reasons that I work to expand the leadership role in my organization. You know, um, prior to me becoming division chief, they never had anybody in that role. And I honestly believe that I'm the, probably a, a unique person in that role in that I have not just leadership of uh, nurse practitioners and physicians assistants, but I am also the leader for physicians in our medical group that report up through me to uh, higher levels of, of the system leadership. And so, you know, it's important to me to show folks that there are ceilings out there that can be pushed upward. And we do lead, and it's time that we started having more of that role. 
I think it's important for every nurse practitioner to try and flex and take on leadership roles when they can, when it's a good fit for them and appropriate, um, because you bring a unique perspective to whichever group, facility, organization that you step into and take that leadership role, because you see things differently than the rest of us see them. And if we just have the same people kind of run the show forever and ever, it gets stagnant. We don't grow. We don't innovate. Um, so to me, I think that's important. And also, too, the growth that you get by stepping up. It's scary, but it's so worth it when you step into that role because you learn so much more about yourself. You get to learn from others, um, um, whether that's locally, nationally, especially in the case of AANP, um, and, and strengthen those skills that are within you. I think the biggest thing for me, leadership skills and stepping into leadership positions has really helped increase my confidence and my ability just to, to reach out and talk to, to others. Um, um, I think when I first started my journey, I was very hesitant to reach out because I said, well, why would this person want to hear from me? Or what, what can I bring to them? What can they bring to me? Um, by, by getting over that and having these simple conversations um, really opened up that confidence and that self-awareness and realizing we can build bridges, we can help each other out. And again, it goes to having that different perspective and different experiences that we've had to be able to bring it to the table. I had an opportunity to work on the implicit bias development of training in the state of Michigan. And I thought it was an awesome opportunity, but it was because I had, you know, developed skills with um, AAMP um, and was not afraid to give my expertise and be a nurse practitioner on the training for that um, implicit bias learning that was going on. And it was actually, um, I was able to learn a lot because I was with all type of different providers, social workers, veterinarians, physicians, psychologists, and um, I was able to be able to give my own expertise and advice and make sure that things were not left out um, that was important on a, as a nurse practitioner role. So. Um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to have that leadership knowledge and then be able to give it to state leadership. Those are great examples of ways we as NPs can lead within our workplaces, organizations, or in our communities, and even at the state and national level. Thank you for taking time to share your insights with us today. <laughs> What an inspiring collection of insights from our fellow nurse practitioners. Even during especially challenging times, including a global pandemic, NPs continue to be united by a desire to make authentic connections with our colleagues. They never cease to provide high-quality care for our patients, and they step up over and over again to accept leadership opportunities. We volunteer, we seek professional development, we mentor NPs of the future, and continually strive to strengthen the voice of the nurse practitioner as we advocate for our communities, our patients, and our fellow NPs. Today, I invite you to take the next step in your professional leadership journey. Please attend the 2022 Fall Conference in person, September 15 through 18 in Anaheim, California, or you can attend online through October 12th. There are six topical areas from which to choose, including leadership. You may also enjoy sessions on orthopedics, medical imaging, acute care, cardio 
metabolic care, dermatology, and pharmacology. With more than 100 available sessions, you can earn up to 18 contact hours of CE credit in person and approximately 50 more hours online while making valuable connections with your NP colleagues. I hope to see you in Anaheim. In the meantime, please subscribe to this podcast, share it with your colleagues, and check back regularly for new episodes. And as always, be kind, be safe, be effective, and be the voice of the nurse practitioner. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.